comedy legend Frank Skinner is back on stage with his first stand-up show in four years. I think a man of my age saying my girlfriend is sort of on a level with a man of my age saying my skateboard. Live in London this June at the Edinburgh Festival in August and touring across the country this autumn. It's what I would call an Elton John joke. It's a little bit funny. Book tickets now at frankskinnerlive.com. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This, however, is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can um, text the show on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. You choose. Good morning. Morning. Um, morning, morning. Um, Peter. Morning, Jim. Morning, Richie. I don't want to sound like I've uh, been carrying a point to make for a whole week. But do you remember last week I, I said that Just I felt... Just a week, you say? I felt like I should have got some kind of celebration for making it to the end of a debit card. Oh, but yeah. it had lasted me the full three years. Oh, yeah. Just at the end of last, last week's show, somebody texted, Hey, guys, I've never made it to the end of a debit card either. I sit on my wallet daily and they almost always break. Simon from Baz Church. But I've never had a broken one. I just wanted to no, but... make it well, clear that I was losing them. He sits on his wallet daily, so you should ring him, cos he'd be a nice day for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I walked into that one. <laughs> I, w- I never sit on my wallet. I don't like heights. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, my goodness me. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, got, any, got any Tommy Coxix? No, it's breakfast for a head here. Could I, um... It's all right, you can mention... Yep. Uh, can I share an onion? The tailbone. Mm-hmm. Could you take your hand out of there? Yeah. It's itchy. OK, well, I know, but Give that's no excuse. Let's get on with the show, yeah. Uh, I've got an unusual missive I'd like to share with you. It's called Cautious Band Request. That's oh. the subject line. I like the, uh... I like it as a title. OK. Well, let me show it. It's not specifically intended for us. It's directed to <laughs> high absolute exclamation mark. OK, well, we are absolute. I, at this moment, we represent absolute radio. I like the idea that it's somebody request, requesting a band that aren't that rock and roll. It's a cautious band request. Yeah. Well, well, but, OK, let's find this, out. Is what, this is what's um, within it. Hi, Absolute. For a while, I've wanted to request a band, as I've definitely not heard them on the radio for years. Okay. So I'd love to request them, but not sure... Is it if the they're... Joe Lars Orchestra? There they are. Sorry, carry on. But not sure if they aren't played as they aren't Absolute Criteria or they just got overlooked. And sometimes I hear someone asking for something and being shot down. Wow, really? We do that, I think. I think we need some sad music. And so I've been nervous. Do you want some of that? I think we should have something that. Okay, go on. Here we go. Okay. That's good. Keep going. I hear someone being shot down, so I've been nervous to ask. Please don't mention it on air if Uh I'm totally wrong. Too late. And whilst this band is pop, they do have that rock edge and everyone loves them. In brackets, I think. Okay. Shakespeare's sister, exclamation mark, question mark, exclamation mark, any song. Please let me know if it's worth mentioning. Massive thank you in advance for any reply. That's from Sean. Well, Sean. (laughs) 
Um, for a start off, I'm amazed that people still do requests to yeah. radio mm. show. In yeah. the age where you can just go on your phone and listen to it. Mm-hmm. It does remind me a bit of... Um, I was talking to someone. I was at a picnic last night celebrating the summer solstice. We probably all were. Um, oh, yeah. And I was talking to someone about Ow. dial a disc. And I've, I've mentioned it on here before. One six zero. When you used to fa- go into a phone box... Well, I mean, oh, we some had people, our own phone, actually. You had your own phone. You were one of those. I didn't, but there's one woman. Mrs. It was like decadent. It was just Mrs. Morgan in our road who had a phone. So if anyone had an emergency, they'd go and knock on Mrs. Morgan's house. Sometimes Evelyn would answer. Oh. Okay. But anyway. So you could phone up and you wouldn't even pick your song. You would get a song from the top ten chosen oh. at random. Because yeah. people were so desperate to hear music. Um but now, yeah. it's all over your phone. Why do people even request anymore? Well, I think they like the connection. Yeah. I mean, we should see, I mean, what are your views on Shakespeare, sister? Really Can I say, is it Sean who wrote this? This is Sean. It sounds very, I mean, very beyond humble. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, humble. It's, it's the most um, preamble to a request I've, I think I've ever heard. Mm. Um, I, I really wish. I can, actually, I, I can tell you a story about Shakespeare's sister, but I'm afraid, Sean, it'll have to be after th- these messages. Okay. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So we were talking about Sean. Oh yeah. So got I got in touch about Shakespeare's sister. sister. Yeah. So I was doing a Radio Two show. Uh, I think I was doing Steve Wright and the Art Noon. Oh, were you? And um, I, there's like a waiting room mm. um, at, when you get to Radio 2. And there's a piano um, oh, as yes. played by Sir Elton John. There's a little plaque on it. Yeah. All right. Um, so you sit in there waiting and you're always liable to meet somebody interesting. So uh, 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 there was a woman sitting next to me, opposite me, and she um, looked very much... Like, um, oh god, I'm not gonna be able to remember her name now. The woman from Shakespeare's sister's got like an American, Siobhan. no, uh, uh, Mariella or Margella. No, it's, it's, but the surname is something like Margiella. Illinois or something. It's an American okay, surname. But the first name is Margiella, I think. I don't think it is, is it? Okay, we can find it. Oh, out. I'll tell you what, we will find it out. No, it's our uh, switchboard Detroit, is about Marcella to light up. Marcella Detroit. Oh, really? Cool. Um, yeah, uh, and so, um, oh, isn't it great when it comes to you? Mm-hmm. So I was I thought, very far off with Margella, obviously. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sorry. One consonant. <laughs> sorry, but you'll see there's a light, a line on one side of someone's neck. If you called her Margella, would she have been all right with it? Yeah, she'd been fine. She'd have been furious. <laughs> she'd be fine. So anyway, she was sitting there, and um, I thought, I really think this is Marcella Detroit, but I'm not. So I started talking to her. And uh, she's she's nice, and she said, "Yeah, I'm in I'm in a I'm in a band. We're plugging an album." Um, but what I didn't understand is that it, it unfolded. She said, "They call." I said, "Yeah, you're Shakespeare's sister, aren't you?" I thought I'm going to go for it. Mm. And uh, and then she started to, and then Siobhan, um emerged. So she'd been doing the interview. Oh. But Marcella oh. hadn't gone in. So I was a bit, oh. 
You know, when you go to a, a, dent, a, a dental, say a medical appointment, and you're with your partner, and there's that moment, do I do I wait outside? <laughs> stuff. Yeah. It, but I thought it was odd that she wasn't in. Is she? Mm. Not, does she not do the press? Is it a bit like those magicians? Uh, double acts where one of them it doesn't would, speak. I know, but why would you go? It would <laughs> yeah, be yeah. like if you saw David, if you were standing outside the studio while David was in there doing the it interview. Would, yeah, it would be strange. Perhaps they both get paid hourly and the one that turns up to do the press. <laughs> Perhaps they take it in turns. Want... I hate doing press and they yes. take it in turns. You like, can't have two goths. You get sense. one goth or only. One yeah. goth at a time that only allowed in this goths. shop. Surely they can get two goths in one studio. Mm-hmm. Well, then, I've seen two on the same um, bench in a village. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so that was, she was very nice. I liked her. She was uh, much more down to earth. Um, But it's a cool band to request, Sean. Mm-hmm. And also, Sean, you know what? You have the right to ask. Totally. You don't need all these uh, softeners. It's okay. But my my tip is don't do requests on the radio. It's it's okay. it's obsolete as a, as a, as a convention. <laughs> Just if you think I'd love to hear Shakespeare's sister, I'll tell you what, I'll Google Shakespeare's sister and then I'll be able to listen. Well, to I know, them. but yeah, absolute. Yeah. Well, Frank, they won't, may not like that. They no, don't they do requests, do, do they? they not? I think they do. On yeah, other they shows. do. They have, I think do on they? the request show, maybe they do it. <laughs> and I think we've is got a, a VIP status. I believe so. Yes, there is a request show, Frank. Okay, well, that obviously that's different. You know, we bring high level <laughs> comedy. That's, <laughs> That's, That's different. Our thing. That's, uh, how do people phone in if they don't have mobile phones? Landline. Remember, on your landline today. On oh, well, I'm, I'm sure it's brilliant. Um, I uh, I wish I'd said that with more sincerity. <laughs> you see, you, I, I suppose what what one could argue. I've got to dig my way out of this. Is that it's nice. To, uh, you are sort of putting your name to that band, I suppose. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you're saying, yeah, I, I'm officially someone who likes this band. Yes, I'd say that's Come great. on, it's obsolete. It's like the knowledge. Oh, it's like doing the knowledge. You know, the sat-nav, stop it. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Okay. Um, 398 has texted, I think potentially somewhat overreacting. Um, <laughs> it makes me feel ill when Frank... Frank plugs the competition, the Beeb, Spotify, YouTube, Google. Does he not realise the threat they pose to his station? Perhaps I'm more commercially minded than Frank, albeit a great deal poorer. Oh, that's Paul, our boss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, they, don't, they, they ain't got what we got. I just like the melodrama of it makes me feel ill. It's a bit like receiving a text from you, Emily. Like, it's just that kind of... Did I send melodramatic text? <laughs> no, but you've got a. I did just. Know. I did just say, "Oh, stop talking about cover versions. It makes me feel sick," <laughs> because I identified that's one of my phobias. Cover versions. Oh, don't even say it. It's horrible when you're when you go to listen to a song and it's the wrong one, and it's like oh. session musicians trying to do. I find it so depressing. Well, there used to be a, a, a series of albums called Top of the Pops. Uh, and they used to be the hits of the day, as they called them, mm-hmm. but not done by the people who did them. So you'd get... Um, was there Stars on 45? Y- there was Legs and Co. would be on the front of the album. Now, Top of the Pops would have a model on the cover, but an, un- an unnamed yeah. model, uh, looking like, you know, she was uh, loving partying or something. Mm. And then you'd get like a session singer doing... Um, 
Oh, Daniel is leaving tonight. Oh, don't! I feel sick. <laughs> Stop it, Frank! It's really upsetting me. I think some of them, some of the top of the pops rep company, these singers, they're a bit like you know the the, the Strictly. Those guys oh, are yeah. really yeah. giving someone Strictly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again, I, I always think of Crocodile Rock on Strictly for some reason, but people are going, mm-hmm. I remember when Rock was... And you think, oh. this, this is a bloke thinking, this is me now, this is my moment. Oh. But um, I think... And the, the lady top, in the black cocktail dress, I can't bear it. The Top of the Pops... Um, you were that lady. <laughs> the Top of the Pops um, repertory company who sang mm. those songs, I think a couple of them went on to be uh, stars... In their own right, oh. as they say. Okay. This is a good quiz what question. What does it mean in Who's their own right? Um, not not always the understudy. Yeah. Yeah. No, but it, it's a, it's an odd structure mm, in okay. their own right. Anyway, that's that. Can I tell you a story? Here's a story. I I um I point. I mean, you both drive, but mm. I, I I know Alan is our um our actual driving correspondent, our motoring correspondent, but I'd like to hear. <laughs> no. I Somewhat tongue-in-cheek, I think it is. I parked at a, um, at, at a a garage to put to put in some... Uh, <laughs> well done, I know you find parking stressful. I know, well, so. exactly. Well, well, stick around. Uh-oh. Oh, so I, I was putting it, I was fueling up, I was putting in some gas. <laughs> and, um, and I, um, the way I parked it, was it was a short walk to the hose. Do you know oh, what I mean? yes, right. I know what you mean. But it was a bit, uh, so I was sort of, yeah, I was a bit of a distance from the, but I thought I'll, I'll be in and out in no time. And when you I, sort of pulled up a bit, you'd done it at Thelma and Louise, essentially. Not it, much time to stop. Yeah, yeah. And, and so um, I was, I, it made it very difficult to park next to the one next to it so you could fill up there. Do you get oh, my... Okay. You get I know exactly sense? what you mean. So were you taking up two bays? No, mm. not nearly. I was okay, taking up was. one and a fifth yeah. bays. Anyway, so I went I went into the... Finest the other pump is going to be used by a smart car, but not for anybody else. Is what no, exactly. So anyway, I came back and there was a car <gasps> really trying to squeeze into this oh. so they could fill up. And I came down and I said, I'll move it. And and the driver was giving me a real look, and I thought, I, instead of having the sort of argument, I said, and I, I said, look, it, and I wrote it down because I got in the car after. I thought, why did I say that? I said, oh. I said, you know, it's hard parking. I've I've never really worked it out. <laughs> and the driver said, oh no, well no no pro- no problem, mm. mate. And uh, I just uh, oh. sat back while I moved the car. <laughs> I just, I just opened my heart. There was no comfort. I explained my entire dilemma. Excellent. How did the vulnerability angle go? Well, no, they respond. They really respond. Sounds like it's a good one. But it wasn't a ruse. I just, I thought, yeah. I, it's hard. We all know how hard it is. I don't think other people have. Do think it's that hard? No, I don't think they do. But, <laughs> yeah. I, I've yeah. never struggled with pulling up to a but petrol it, pump. But it was quite Front sweet. Face in it was, parking is but, easy, but as a general that. thing, parking mm. is almost yeah, impossible. And I thought it was nice that two human be- <laughs> two human beings connected. Yeah. How often Did you get his that? number? <laughs> um, no. <laughs> no, I forgot that bit. Frank Skinner. 
not not only does your parking uh, come up sometimes on this show, but also your sense of direction occasionally mm-hmm. uh, oh, gets gets a I shout. I didn't out. crawl as a baby. Oh, that's did you not? That's part yeah. of the problem. I crawled quite a lot in the eighties. It's too late then to install sense of direction. <laughs> or maybe um, that's why you do have the bad sense. No, no. Of I direction. told you a psychologist told me that, that often people with really appalling bad sense oh. of direction don't go through the crawling stage. Right. Maybe. Well, David Badil well, puts his insomnia down to having been born in America. Is that right? He says he's permanently on a different time zone. Oh. Do you believe that? Um. This could be a good text. In what theories have you got about yourself that Bar- Boris nobody John- else Boris- is buying? Yeah, Boris Johnson was born in America, wasn't he? Well, right. If he has the yes. same problem. Interesting. He was up, he's up late some nights. Some nights, yeah. Um, had an email, Chinatown. Frank gave me directions to his show on Monday. Oh, oh yeah, bloke. And then um, the- <laughs> bloke stopped me and said, you're on tonight. I said, yes. He said, where is it? Where's the theatre? Yeah. I well, mean, I'm doing all the jobs now. <laughs> They're like that man in Carry On Abroad. I believe the character was called Pepe. OK. You remember, I think um, he had to go around, they were understaffed, so he had to do all the jobs. Oh, OK. He had to be receptionist, tour guide, well, chef. I, I was doing a bit of that. OK. Well, so. here's his review. Great show, but directions to theatre were vague. Well, <laughs> That's all I I've think got. What, you've, uh, what you've picked on there is uh, a man who's chosen to concentrate on some areas of life and perhaps not on others. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah. Better than... Um, In a sentence, we can really see what's yeah. captured your attention <laughs> over the years. It's better than getting uh, great directions to a not very good show. Come very on, mate. Very good point. Very good point. We've also... Um, David Blondell has been in touch... Oh, yeah, the great Blondell, um, the mm-hmm. tightrope walker. He says, Frank... Was that Blondini? Uh, is it Blondie? Who was the bloke who walked, walked the Niagara Falls? Blondini? I know Blondie. OK, yeah, Blondie. Um, David Blondell says, <laughs> yeah. Frank, did you know that Elton John used to play session piano on those Top of the Pops albums well, before he, he was famous? Did. Here we were, you see. It's... I said there were people in the rep who were... Um, he says, it's ironic that you sang Daniel to explain them. Yeah. On, and he said, on at Frank on the radio. I like the branding that oh, yeah. he worked in there. Very good. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so he's one of the, one of the stars. Mm. Can I um, tell you something? I, some of our regular readers will know that when I've spoken too much on the link, um, the uh, producer, Sarah, puts a small face <laughs> on my desk to tell me to mm-hmm. shut up and, and, and uh, move on to music or whatever. She's lost that face. Or it's been uh, snaffled by some she's looked, gonna can I just say she super a bit keen memorabilia it's been, fan. It's been, I believe the term is nicked. Well, I think we all it's have to nicked, take you know, responsibilities for things in life. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she has made a replacement face, which um, we'll put on our um, Instagram things. It's a, it's a thing to see. <laughs> It's, um, it looks like... It reminds, reminds me when uh, a friend of mine uh, scalped someone at a football match. Uh, it looks like that. He brought, it, he brought it in the pub that night and put it on the wall. Disgusting. But anyway, it looks like someone's put one of those on top of a letterbox. We'll show you. It's, it was a lovely... It was a sterling effort. Mm-hmm. Can I? Can we please have an appeal, though, Frank, to catch the perpetrator? The yeah. Fez, because it's really upset me... <laughs> And I, I see my role in this as the elderly detective, female detective in Tweed, 
trying to track down this rascal? Well, I'd say we look for um, someone with a very small head. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first people I'll be quite. They'll be helping me with my enquiries. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Uh, three, two, one. Oh, lovely. Two, one. one of my yeah. favourites, Dusty Bin. I found out what happened to Dusty Bin. More of that later. Okay. <laughs> Said with affection and humour, anyone who asks Frank directions deserves what they get. <laughs> well, I, th- I think if you listen to the show regularly... I mean, to be honest, if you listen to the show, I think only last week, yeah. um, I said that I, I'd gone into the cinema next door yes. and said I'm doing a sound check. So asking yeah. me the, the directors of the theatre was optimistic. But not everyone listens to the show. We have to accept that. I've come to accept it. Can I also say respect to 321 for uh, putting in brackets how a text should be read, which is a thing that we tried to instigate at least three big, years big ago. big fan of stage directions. Yes. That I've sent texts to people that they've um, misunderstood completely. Well, I've just received an email that well, I Sometimes I misunderstand. I think I misread your texts. Oh, do you? Yeah, I think I do sometimes. Do you want to talk about this on air? (laughs) No, I'd like to do it on air, please. Okay. Um, Sometimes I think I feel, I think, oh, is he he upset, angry or something? Because. See, that is why there should be stage directions. I know. Said with a twinkle, and then you do the thing. Yeah. Like if I don't get a kiss from you, I get very worried. Oh, well, um,. I thought I always... I thought you were on my kiss list. Oh. I've, I've been a bit... like. With, no, you're very good mm, on that normally, but occasionally... I'm, I'm more careful on the kisses than I used to be. Yeah, I know. I, I, well, I, I pointed that out to you. If it's a, if it's a woman, I, <laughs> I have to get a kiss from them first. I oh, is think, that right? Yeah, and then I think yeah. I'll save that one for... I can use that one in court. Save all your yeah. kisses for me. Yeah, exactly. So she started it. Um... <laughs> Oh, look forward to that trial. Good luck with that. Just, we've also just had a text on the subject gotta, of the you sense gotta, of you direction. You've got to have a file nowadays. I'm sorry. <laughs> on the subject of the sense of direction, we had a yes. text that confused me momentarily from Gary, double R. Oh. They say that Gary's are dwindling, don't they? I imagine the double R Gary's are well, really dwindling. no Gary's born at all. Um, Ever. In the lo- <laughs> it's a new rule. I think it was year before last it started. It's Gary the first non-Gary year. Good point. <laughs> Uh, Samuel Beckett. He says, Hi, Alan, can you give me directions to the Fraser Theatre? I'll be there Wednesday. Gary. And for a little while this confounded me and then I remembered I'm a comedian and I'll probably be doing oh. a gig at the Fraser Theatre somewhere. Do you know where Wednesday. it is? I think it's oh. Nairsborough. But I'd like to run this past you. Does, every, does everybody else sort of commit to their short-term memory up to the Sunday and then kind of refresh it again? Yes. yes. Over the weekend, is yeah. that? Very much so. At the so weekend, like, I'll have a look at next week. Yeah. I honestly yeah. look at next yeah. week and go, ooh! Yeah. Oh! <laughs> oh <laughs> what, already? <laughs> That's come round already! Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what happened. I can't. I don't, can't go I don't know. Do you know next Wednesday you know what until it's like? Monday. It's like when you've got one of those uh, when you're streaming a show. I think. I've, right. never, I've never streamed a show. Can I be honest with you, darling? <laughs> oh my goodness! I am, me. I'm, I'm a singer. Okay, let's say a box set. You're familiar with that. Yes. So when you think I'll just do two more episodes tonight and yeah. I'll leave it there. Mm. That's how I see my yeah. calendar. Oh, I only want to do the next two, three but days. But it's always you've talked about it. I really want to look at my next week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do it now. This is Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. A couple of uh, humorous messages on uh, Twitter regarding the missing Fez. Oh, yes. 
I mean, I'm, I just read them because I think they'll appeal to you two because you're the pun demographic, aren't you? Um, Can be. I'm not, but um, <laughs> Stephen Burgess says, hire a private investigator. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Chris Holton, has it been confiscated? I mean, they've, they've gone for the first uh, um, yeah. syllable. Yeah. Laboured. <laughs> Laboured, I think. I'd, okay, I'd let's move on to Chris Dawkes, who's got. Do you in... know Chris Dawkes? <laughs> <laughs> no, but thanks for the tip. <laughs> Is he a friend of Rich Dawkes? If I was friends with Richard Dawkins, I would call him that. So Rich you? Dawkes yeah. is probably a Facebook some... group. I've met some Rich Dawkes <laughs> in my time. <laughs> Chris Dawkes has news about Dusty Bin. Oh, okay. Because I was asking about him, Al, wasn't oh, I? For, for, our younger, for our three younger listeners, um, <laughs> do, there was a, a, a big hit um, game show in the 80s, would you say? Yeah, I'm going to go 80s. Possibly even late 70s. Hosted by uh, oh, Ted 80s. Rogers. Do you, do you know Ted Rogers? <laughs> no. Now then. Believe it. Uh, now then. And um, <laughs> I was working with Ted Rogers once on a show called Gag Tag. And at the of end, you were. at the end, we have to do a thing where you say, You've been a marvellous audience bot and then do a joke. Everyone had to do one of those. Uh-huh. So you'd have a couple up your sleeve in case you did one that didn't work so they could then put that one, you know, the, the good mm. one in the edgy. So, um, so Ted said, you've been a marvellous audience bot and then he did a joke and it didn't work. And we thought, fair enough, it's fine. Then he did another one, didn't work. Then he did a third one and then he just went... Oh, <laughs> it's a terrible sound of defeat. Oh, poor Ted. I can't make that sound. Ted was very... <laughs> anyway, he had a game show where you had to add very complicated uh, riddles and you had to... Is it find Dusty Bin? Well, what was it? it was, yeah. Oh, yeah. You had to... It was a bin with a face on it. It was a bin with a face, rather creepy. And essentially, these riddles were a bit like the riddle of the Sphinx. It was like, my first is in... So hard. And then he would explain them going, no, you said that, no, you meant and so bin rhymes with sin dusty bin and the the booby prize at the end well there were several prizes but you didn't want to get him, he represented mm. failure now, If you got dusty yeah. bin it meant you got nothing basically. did you actually get a little model of dusty bin to keep? So. Well at the time you would also, because obviously the speedboat was the great aspirational <laughs> lifestyle <laughs> choice then Yeah. I mean they hadn't thought these through 70s people they're expensive to run, the petrol right. the mooring costs etc well, on, on Bullseye, where they got the spit. I mean, I think famously two blokes from Dudley in the West Midlands <laughs> won it. And it's, it's, not, it's not speedboat country. I mean, it's, a, it's a, I mean, 140 miles from the sea or something like that. It's a very transport-based, because the caravan it also featured in 321. Yeah, yeah I With think little windows, with little curtains, that, orange curtains. My, my parents would always say, oh, they'll sell that. I'll sell that straight away. <laughs> That'll be an exchange of Mark come the weekend. <laughs> anyway, so I think we've established Sorry, three. Yeah, Dusty so bin. Dusty Bin You're getting the vibe. a sort of booby prize. Yes. Can you still say that? I don't yes. know. Where's the, where's the, uh, where's the manual? You know Check how manual. Bully had the music? I th- believe he had music as well, Dusty Bin, but I Did can't it? remember. Okay. A couple of weeks ago, you asked whatever happened to Dusty Bin. Well, I can reassure you that he's clearly enjoying his retirement in the archives at ITV York's. There's a picture of Dusty Bin. I have to say it, not looking great. Well, you, when you showed me that picture, they said you said he was in the archive. I thought 
They'd left him by the bins. A picture that had been, been left by the bins. Oh, I see. And then I realised he was the bin in the picture. <laughs> it's very confusing. He look. He genuinely looks like he's aged. He just, <laughs> honestly, I know that sounds strange, but if we could put this up on the social medias, because he looks really his pallor. He looks really washed I'm out. I'm suggesting he's a has-been. He must maybe be. Maybe it's because the graphics... He must be in his late 30s. <laughs> I don't know how old he was on the show. Well, maybe it's because the graphics look dated. How old is he in uh, bin years? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, he actually looks dirty. Uh, well, he's a bin. He's <laughs> part of his shtick. <laughs> exactly. It's a pity him and Top Cat didn't get together. <laughs> they could have toured. Also... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've also had uh, another uh, email from Gary, double R, who texted, uh, who emailed a little while with uh, Can you think a of a famous for... Gary with a double R? The only one that comes to mind is, I believe, Gary Bertles, the former Notts for Nottingham. Met luckily, a Nottingham Forest was, a centre forward was get double R. I is think. Gary Delaney so the comic just one R? I think Ooh. I think he's one R. I think he's one R. Shandling. Oh, Gary Shandling. Mm. Might be Gone, double. Of course. No, I don't know. I think he might just be one. No, he's double R. I think. Is he, is he double? Anyway, I'll be really pleased if he is. Uh, anyway, he uh, he texted with a question for directions to my show that I'd forgotten that. Oh yeah. Forgotten. Uh, he's then followed it up with, Hi, Frank. Also, at the, uh, at the Nairsborough. Can I also get directions to Hull <laughs> City Hall again on a Wednesday, 18th of September, please? Which no. I'm, I'm extrapolating is perhaps a, a Frank Skinner show, is it? I don't know, but I think City Sounds Hall, like that's the sort of place you can find in a, in a, in a place. <laughs> yes. That's a big place. The obligation's yeah. on him now. Yeah. Someone right. will know. Come on, guys. <laughs> Again, um, I, I don't want to blog our famous rival, Google. <laughs> <laughs> I've already been condemned for bringing them up. Yeah. I was condemned for bringing up Spotify, which I never mentioned. I didn't even know it still existed. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll be honest with you, what happened to me is I went to the Brit Awards and I was given a uh, free three-month trial of Apple Music. Oh, oh yeah. And I've never looked back. Really? Yeah, amazing. Splendid. It's amazing. Goodness okay. Uh, and I'm not. I'm, I'm not in their pay. I'm just telling you, it's made my life very happy. Wow. First band I listened to on there, The Course. I just saw this Apple, Apple Music. Course. Very good. Started off. No, I did. I've never listened to The Course on there. <laughs> who, who would? <laughs> a twelve fifteen. So. Um, Someone saw Ted Rogers in a tea room in Peterfield. Okay. Place, not some bloke's field. Well, when a, I met having him. a, oh sorry, he was having a scone. He went. Why wouldn't he? He went jam then cream, the correct oh, way in my opinion. Wow, he was really studying poor yeah, old yeah. Ted. Very nice self conscious. Ted Rogers stalker on Saturday morning radio. Ted, isn't it? Can I just say, uh, Ted Rogers? My final word on him, as if it'll be my final. I love that man, yeah. but he loved a grey slack and a navy. Single-breasted blazer oh, with a gold really button. Did. He really Do you know did. the Good type outfit. of man I mean? Seventies light end look. But he was as a comic. I think he was quite respect. He used to do like topical <laughs> stuff. You know that sort of topical stuff that isn't um, that when they'd get a newspaper and go through, and it was you know stuff they'd been doing for two years. Right, he had yeah. a bit of that to it. But I think he was very nice when I met him. There was a bit when he he swore 
And it was on fantasy football. He, he didn't swear on the show, but he swore in the rehearsal. Mm-hmm. And then he turned to the studio and he, and because it was fantasy football, he was trying to keep it all uh, mm. in-house. He said, oh, sorry, ladies, um, when I, if I turn the air Chelsea blue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, keep it football, Ted. What a pro. Is he... Um, I'll Google him. I think it's going to make this my last Ted Rogers anecdote. But, um, worst, worst words I've ever heard ever, in my life. This morning, um, <laughs> Ted was saying to me, um, I'll see what you're up to at the moment, which is always a mistake to ask anyone in the entertainment business. <sighs> he said, I'm doing my one-man show about uh, Danny Kaye. Mm-hmm. Now, Danny Cannon, if you remember, was a big film star, big American film star, famous for tongue twisters and Huge. stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, did, he did legendary shows at the Palladium in the 60s, I think it mm-hmm. was, that people still talk about as some of the great live shows. Anyway, um, so he did, a, he did a one-man show about him. He did his songs and told his life story. He said, I start off, he said, I'm, he said I go on stage and I say, tonight I'm going to tell the story of... Daniel David Kowalski. He said, that's his real... He said, and uh, he says, he says, so I'll get a laugh on the name. Oh. <laughs> and I thought, do, do you? <laughs> you get a laugh on St. Daniel David Kowalski. And these were different times. They were people thought, times. foreign name. Ha-ha! <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> wow. I mean, we've so, made a lot of progress in that regard. We have. I think. <laughs> we have. If I try that... At the uh, Leicester Square Theatre. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna work. No. Um, on the on the subject of names, three two seven has uh, texted uh, regarding the decline of Gary's. By the way, this whole text message is in caps, which makes me think three two seven is angry at us. Uh, regarding the decline of Gary's, the same can also be said about Barry's and Larry's. Only Harry's brackets royal connection are prolific. Why is three two seven? You know, it's the but, bin up the road. It's but, a bit jealous. Three two one's getting all the attention. But we were specifically talking about um, the double R, the minority within. Now those, Gary are names, Bushel. those are names. I think there are all. Oh, was that Bushel. double R? Bushel maybe strikes me as very double R. Yeah, I can just not, I smell a double R on Bushel. I'm not sure. I think you mean in Brazil, don't you? <laughs> I um, I love the word Brazil. Thank you. Bushel oh. is a double R. I'll stake. I'll, I mean, I'll I'll have a wager with you. I'm not sure. Okay. Well, so occasionally. Got a feeling. Anyway, the point was, I mean, Harry's, Larry's, and what was this other one he used? Barry. Did you check Bushel? I please? think they don't get single Sorry. R, do they? No. So we, we're talking about an. Uh, the specific branch of Gary's. Yes. And they're in. So come on. We've got a boffin in a lab coat working boffin on. Boffin with one F or two. <laughs> <laughs> working on the bushel. Okay. Frank. I, I'd like to use the show. It's double R. Is it? Is it really? Okay. Excellent. Just this briefly, I'd like to do a little public service broadcast. Um, Frank and team, this is from 295. Who's texted in relation to broken debit cards? Just to help any listeners that spend a long part of their day sitting, keeping anything in your back pocket, wallet, etc., heightens the risk of MSDs, muscus, musculoskeletal disorders. Does he? Nobody wants a bad back. What That's about what if it's a betting slip? 
Mm. I don't imagine that would. Um, no. Although I suppose it's like the pee in the bed story, isn't it? The, um, well, the, the keep, mattress. I told you never to tell that on <laughs> air. <laughs> Whenever I'm out uh, driving, I mean driving myself now, not in the back of a, a vehicle. Um, Been driven. Yeah, but when right. I'm actually driving myself, I, well, I tell you what, I, occasionally, you know, people cut you up or people go past you at 110 miles an hour on the motorway uh, and stuff. Yeah. Of course it happens, it's part of yeah. life. But I have noticed, I started keeping a, a sort of a general mental log of mm. what make of car... Mm. Oh. was the most involved in aggressive internet, cutting people up, tailgating, all those things. Do you want okay. us to guess? Well, yeah, well, go on, yeah. I, I wasn't going to plan a guess, but go on. What would yours be? I'm going to go obscure. Zastava Yugo. Um, I wouldn't so, know yeah. one of those <laughs> if, if they... Uh... To be honest, it's a car that my mum had when I was at school, like a Czech... Make, I thought he played for United. That's what that sounds. Much derided. That's okay. for you. Guys. I've yeah. got. I'd like to throw something in. Uh, Range Rover. Ooh, mm. good shout. Can I tell you? I would say, and I'm not exaggerating. Let me get it so I'm not exaggerating. I would say seventy percent of the aggressive driving I see, maybe seventy-three mm-hmm. percent, are is Audi drivers. Is that right? Now, yeah. Why? Oh, I've narrowly missed why? out there. So not the Benz, fortunately. Yeah, but what is it? Texters, 8, 12, 15. Yeah, there's got to be a reason, something that attracts people to that car, aggressive people. What's under the Audi driver's anger iceberg? That's Does what we want to know. Angry people think, I want a car, and let me have a look at the alphabetical list. I have got time for this, I'll have that one. <laughs> Yeah, but I, it's so... Now I've started noticing it, I think I've got... I even sometimes can't see what the car is, and I, and I, I hear the... Uh, something. I bet that's an Audi. Mm-hmm. Lo and really? behold. Right. And then with the lovely Olympic symbols as well. Well, more or less, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not quite the Olympian, no, but, you know, it's, it's, it's ring, it's ring-based. What do what they symbolise, those rings? Yeah, and the lovely Tolkien uh, imagery. <laughs> do you think maybe Wagner? there's just... Um, more, it's more Wagner. It's I can more, imagine he'd I be an aggressive driver. I believe it's Vorsprung, actually, <laughs> if you Wagner. know what I mean. What, was it? Were they the ones that used? Vorsprung, the Technic. That was an Audi. Was the Audi strapline right, for yeah, many yeah. years. Oh, that yeah. was Audi. Great advertising campaign. You still remember it all these years later. I like the idea that... Wagner was an aggressive driver. <laughs> no, he wouldn't have I mean, been. We've no, had quite a lot of late reviews on this show. He but was when you've got Wagner's the Rise of the drive. Valkyrie on your uh, cassette player, I mean, that's not going to bring out the best in you, is he? He had bad road rage, I reckon. You oh, think? man. What, Marla? No, Marla was more a bit depressed when he drove. I don't really know his stuff. I've got to be straight. Okay. Do you think there's just like a group fault in all of the Audi cars? The speeder says 30 and it's actually doing 90. Do you think that could be... I think there is a fault. <laughs> but as they say, the problem is the not behind the wheel. Oh, right. Aye, yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? <laughs> just about. Keep yeah. an eye out now anyway for it. You'll see. It's a, it's a theory I'd love to get to the bottom of, I must say. Oh. Um, what else... Well, um, uh, oh, here's something. Well, something. I, I was this all right? <laughs> I went to a restaurant. <laughs> oh God! I'm so sorry, Frank. I just have to tell you, Stephen Burchess has seen the Danny Kay show on YouTube. You're joking. He said the audience is about thirty pensioners with their coats on. Okay. I will be watching this. This sounds extraordinary. But did, does he Can get a laugh on the name? 
Uh, he d- he doesn't he doesn't say that, Steve. Please tell us what happens. I hope the one that they've immortalised is not the show where he didn't get a laugh <laughs> on the name. I mean that he'd be furious about that. I'm just tense that we're advertising YouTube again. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry, well, I, I, I interrupted. I think you. we're all right advertising the uh, the Ted Rogers uh, Danny K one man show. Yeah. I think that that's okay. Um, R.I.P. Ted Rogers. We oh sorry. No no go on. I f- well, I feel very disrespectful adding something, but I was just going to um, solve your Audi question. Ros Bridges has tweeted us to say, Audi, I'm afraid she says, and BMW, sorry, Frank, okay. are usually driven by balding middle-aged men in sunglasses. Oh. oh. Well, I wouldn't go, I mean, I'm, I wouldn't go so far as to say that. I'm just trying to do, do we do adverts for Audi? No, we're all right. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, we uh, we're, we're very. Um, I think we might. Yeah. No. I no. I think we're very uh, all embracing here. In fact, if I remember rightly, we buy any car. <laughs> we buy any car. Frank Skinner. Frank It's often a, um, a riddle to me what will light up the switchboard. My first is in fish, but not in the sea. <laughs> on this show. I have to say, I mean, there was a time when I got um, the name of a skillet pan mixed up and we got quite a lot of crexiones, but mm. you slagging off Audi drivers has really I don't know if I slagged them the off system. exactly. I just, I, in, my, in my experience, they are, I mean, by... A quite a long, big margin, the most aggressive mm. and um, brutish drivers on the roads I travel. Well, let's yes. just say, on this occasion, everybody else have become aggressive text messages to this show in okay. agreement with you. There's oh, a in lot agreement. of agreement. Um, 736 has, uh, has a two-pronged attack. He's managed to answer... The Audi, I think the Audi thing is that loads of them get used as company fleet cars, so they get driven by company reps who burn up and down the country oh. permanently late and in a bit of a temper. And also, when it's not your car, one does drive a bit differently. Yes, uh, right. he adds an NB. Oh. <laughs> NB. Oh, my name I love is, an NB. My name is Basil, and I quite often get called Barry, as people just can't commute the fact, uh, compute the fact. I think that means uh, mm. that I have such a ridiculous ridiculous ancient name but I get too embarrassed to correct them so it sticks there are people I've known casually for years who still think I'm called Barry I'd rather be a Basil than a Barry me too that's that, too nice that old, um, yeah is that a musical song no I think isn't it um, Simon and Garfunkel <laughs> I'd rather be a Basil than a Barry we've had some uh, confirmation of that for example, five six zero. Oh, this is Claire. She's also said company cars, reps late for meetings. Oh, okay. This seems to be I'm the most sure widely that, I'm held. I'm sure theory. I've been cut up by them on the weekend as well. well. I suppose once you get into that habit of driving like that, yeah. I mean, can I say that hasn't always been men? Can I point no, that no. out? Well, quite. Yeah. And some of the messages that we've received about Audi. Uh, drivers are unbroadcastable, but we take your point, all yes. of you. But, but, but madam, I sympathise with your husband. Um, <laughs> we've also... Yeah, but you shouldn't. <laughs> no, no, I know. We couldn't know. read that out. No, of course we couldn't. <laughs> I mean, you know, she might be happily married. Yeah. There's, mm. on the surface, um, <laughs> there is another message from... There was a chap here who was also... He was a little bit put out... Because he was saying, look, people always go on about Audi drivers, but he's he, well, he's an Audi driver, and he said he's discovered issues with the the Corsa driver. Oh yes, 
The young people in yes. souped-up courses. This is, yeah. oh, I thought you meant the coarser driver, as in those who were a bit coarser <laughs> than the average well, driver. Describe me. Yes. No. He said, as a, he said he's a little bit put out. But he said he's... Can I say, I was not aware that it's a general... This is, thing, uh, this is a theory I've put together myself based shoot, purely on field research. Okay. I didn't know it was a generally held view. Well... As Groucho Marx used to say... Well, it's the first I heard of it. Yes. I thought you were going to say you belong driver. to a club that will accept you as a member. <laughs> or as Mr Bean would say, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, Mr Bean. Oh, oh. He's choking. Get his tie off. No, no. He's choking. Get his tie off. Do you know what? No, no. Frank, imagine trying to have a serious conversation. If he was my partner yeah. and say, look, Bean... I ju- I'm just worried because... You wouldn't call him Bean. What, Bean, Bean he got a name? Has he got a first name? Has. Barry. He's not called Barry Bean. <laughs> Made that up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Barry Bean. Uh, <coughs> I, don't, I don't know what his first... You know, his first name. We can, we're not allowed to know. I, I just said, oh, Barry, I'm... I'm just not sure because I feel really committed to this relationship and you're sort oh. of... Oh. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Do you love me though, Barry? <laughs> <laughs> it would be difficult, but that's why he never really holds. I think there's yeah. one of the films where he does get oh, the girl. Oh man, there's this very funny bit where he takes someone to the cinema. <laughs> it's really. What about if I had funny. bad medical news to break to him? <laughs> oh, yeah. Barry, I've got Crohn's disease. No. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he, he shouldn't be in the doctor. Doctor, doctor Bean. He shouldn't be in that. <laughs> You don't want him breaking. Uh, whatever, you wouldn't be able to tell what he was saying. What's the <laughs> result of the test? <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> Be awful. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. I have just received a text, but this is on my personal number, which um, I don't give out. Uh, I every, think every it's um, what, I would, what I would call in, uh, his master's voice. <laughs> yeah. Am I right? Yeah. Well, I've received a text from Paul, who's our boss. Exactly. He, well, quite. Um, he says, in regards to Sean, who was asking about Shakespeare's sister, do you remember her? Yeah, she was, she was toying with the idea of requesting a Shakespeare's sister, but because she says she never hears them on the radio. Mm-hmm. Shakespeare's sister with no E on the end, interestingly. Um, uh, uh, please tell Sean to listen to Absolute Radio 90s. I've just realised I'm listening on said 90s station, which is why this text is weirdly an hour out of date. Yeah, Sean, uh-huh. don't, don't go into 90s straight away or you'll hear our last hour. Again. I love an absolute radio 90s. I love an 80s. Unless you really enjoyed the last hour, in which case you could listen it again immediately. Yeah. Yeah. But there is no one like if, that in if, the world. If you like hearing texts about Audis, then something to Mr. It. Bean would exactly. do. <laughs> yes. Oh, did we get any updates on Mr. Bean's first name? I don't um, think we did, did we? I, I, we had someone suggesting it was Mr. Two one one suggested. Sorry to break it to you, Frank, but Mr. Bean's first name is Basil. He's just too embarrassed to correct you. I don't know if we've no, already that covered good. that. That's a that's a backward. That's a bat reference. That's good. I like it. I'm going to stick with him as Barry. Can I tell you about a strange thing I did this week? Please sure. do. I did something a little cool, and I'm not very cool. Oh come on! No, I'm not. I'm fabulous. Oh but come I'm on! Not cool. You are fabulous. <laughs> I went to see Nick Cave. Oh, at the yeah. now, does that surprise cool. you slightly? Let's be honest. It's yeah. a bit like when I saw former Hampshire and England batsman Mark Nicholas at the Lou Reed gig. Yes. 
Yeah, I, I did think. Oh, um, have you taken the wrong? Yes. Yeah. Well, you weren't the only one to think that because I, obviously the demographic was a lot of black, and it was a said it had been a sunny day, and the goths. There's a big goth demographic. Can oh, I tell right, you something yeah, yeah. before you before we get into the meat launch into of this, the caveman? Yeah, I um, Nick Cave. I put in the same um, box as um, Donnie Darko. In right. that, a lot of people said to me, "You've got to watch Don- it's so you, Donnie Darko. You'll love it." And uh, when I watched it, I thought. How dare you? <laughs> and it sort of made me wary because a lot of people have said to me, but you must love Nick Cave. He absolutely fits the rest of all the stuff you listen to. And right. I've never I've never gone to him for that reason. I'm, I'm, You've never entered the cave. I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, I, I suppose the cave is on my back burner, as it mm. were, mm. as somewhere I'm going to go. Maybe I'm it's a saying place in my can... later years, but I don't know how long I'm planning to live, for goodness sake. Maybe it's a place we could meet for a chat or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but... He's one of the high forehead celebs that me and him should get on. Yes. Well, he's got a high forehead. He mm. really has. And he, what I like is the commitment to the raven black hair still. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's, I like that in people. Good on you, Cave. <laughs> so I went with my friend Malcolm, who's... <clears throat> he's more of a musicals fan, I think it's fair to say. Okay, yeah. But... He loves a bit of the caveman. Okay. So we went to the barbecue and it turned out to be not a concert as such, but a Q&A. Oh. Interspersed with the odd song. So he did play. Three hours, singing. Three, Three hours. hours, okay. Three hours, not in one go. Surely yes. there was an interval. I was desperate for the toilet. No, wow. there must have been an interval. No, no Three interval. Hours. Cave just goes straight through. Three hours consecutive. Three hours of cave. Legend alerts. I'd have had to have gone <laughs> up like I'd have to have gone like you know those baby Three men hours. who wear, wear nappies. This is websites. I'd have yeah, to have yeah, gone yeah. like that <laughs> <laughs> with a big rattle. Oh wow! It's the only way I'd have got through, for goodness' sake. <laughs> I mean, I'm a human being. People forget that. This is Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. So I'm telling you about my night at, with the caveman. Night in the cave, yeah. <laughs> I liked him because he was a bit of a git. He reminded me oh. of... I think that's why people... No offence, taken. But I think that's why people might think you'll like him, Frank, because he's got that gittishness. Okay. It's a kind of lovable gittishness. OK. So with the Q&As... There's sort of a social contract, really, that you say, thanks so much, what was your name? Thanks for that question. Yeah. He, not for the cave. No, OK. He says, um, he'll, he'll keep saying, so I didn't understand. What are you talking about? Brilliant. He's a bit more like okay. that. He's a bit tricky. Oh, God, did people still put their hands up? You well, there she, and they say, I'm a massive fan. And you could see him going, OK, you know. But one man said, uh, Nick, I'm the you same. that? I warm to that. I know, I yeah, think you would yeah. like him. That, 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 now, I mean people saying I'm a massive <laughs> Oh, you fan. would like that? <laughs> you like that he bit. said, one man said, Nick, I'm the same age as you. And Cave said, well, really? What happened? <laughs> oh. <laughs> and the man replied... The said, I did a proper job. Yeah. Frank, he did say that. <laughs> did he? He said, I worked for a living. Oh, whoa. Quite right, so quite right. Gittishness is not a one-way street, it would appear. No, once okay. you open the gig door. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway. What did he say back to oh, that? They'd say, did he laugh? He d- Does he ever laugh? He's, you can't really see with the, pe- the paleness of the complexion. He's gaunt oh, as well. Yeah. He's, he's, he's absolutely the thin- copyrighted gauntness. <laughs> he's just John Gaunt. He is. His he trousers is. were hanging off him. 
but the paleness he's is William like... William of Gaunt. He's Channel 5 documentary, The Man Who Could Never Who'd Never Seen Sunlight. Yeah, They right. would do that about Cave. Anyway. Well, I think he, he gets makes slight... snooker players look healthy. <laughs> he gets <laughs> he gets slight chafing on his inner cheeks because they rub against each other. <laughs> And also a striped Frankenstein monster with the suit. Right. So, I mean, the uh, trouser leg is short on cave. Anyway, oh, the point is, I want to tell you the anyway, story because... We, sh- I we went... should make the point, having said this, I, I, the people you meet who like Nick Cave are utterly obsessed with him. I mean, yes. he has oh. got a devoted following. Mm-hmm. Someone said, what songs do you, of other people's do you listen to? He said, no, I only listen to my own. Brilliant. Next question. Did he really? Yeah. You must like that, mate. <laughs> Come on. Yes. I anyway. Remember, I remember Robert Fripp saying he couldn't listen to other guitarists because he might get influenced. Right. Because <laughs> he went out of toy, I believe, didn't Love he? Love it. I think anyway, he Anyway, yes, I think he as did. I was in the lobby, guys, of the Barbican, I noticed there was a summer events programme from a stand, on the stand, and I thought, oh, I'll, I'll pick that up and have a look. My musical-loving friend... I noticed on mine, what was nice, they'd done a rather clever effect, which was in silver font. They'd had Benedict... Cumberbatch sort of signature on the front of the, the magazine. And then my friend Malcolm picked up a copy and I said, hang on, there's no Benedict Cumberbatch signature on your copy. Right. I thought, and then I looked at all the other copies and there was no Benedict Cumberbatch silver signature. Golden ticket. I had got... Well, of course, I looked at it and I panicked and I thought, if someone got this signed and left it, I couldn't see what it said. It looked like it said, to Theo... Darbican. Okay. Went over to the bar. There was a barman called Jesus. You've won the prize, haven't you? It's got to be a prize I for the side of Benedict Cumberbatch. He said, My name is Jesus. He's Spanish. I don't know if I can do the accent. But yeah. Hejo. Hejo said, um, Someone play a joke. Someone play a joke on you. I said, No, honestly. So I showed him all the other programs. He went, Oh my God. Oh, it's from him. He Googled the let's see signature. He Googled the signature. We checked. It was yeah. A woman in a Barbican headphones came over. Yes, this is. Um, he leaves them there sometimes. I said, I can't take it. She no, said, but well, is it a golden me. ticket? Do you win a trip to. I said, do I win anything? No, I oh. don't. She said, just take it. My point is, I'm, I think he's a nice enough bloke. I'm not a diehard fan. I'd like to give it to one of our readers, Frank. Maybe they'd like a Benedict oh, Cumberbatch big... programme because it's a signed. Program from Benedict Cumberbatch. That's Would cool. anyone like it? <laughs> okay. Well, okay. That's a I few, don't know if uh, we're allowed to do competitions. Yeah, I was just thinking about do the we off-com have to ask rules. A question? Should we look in the booklet? We'll look in the book. It's not a competition, though, is it? Because we're just giving it away. Well, can you find well, out, surely please? We can give, surely we can give stuff away. Has, has Christianity <laughs> lost that much influence in this country? <laughs> oh, sorry, everyone. I've been under a lot of pressure. Yes, apparently, yes. If yeah. any of our readers <laughs> would like a Benedict Cumberbatch signed programme, I would like to give it to them. Brilliant. Well, let's come up with a way of giving it, Frank. I, I, I think we need to check if we can we will check first but it's mm. i'm just saying it's on my person okay okay and what i i, <laughs> I really thought he's going to say i got to stay the night in his house or something because <laughs> it was like a golden ticket well that's what i thought i really hoped it was but oh, weird. so he just goes there and signs them randomly she said to me that's he had brilliant. a wonderful time here and neil gaiman apparently does it as well in bookshops he randomly signs them she said he had a wonderful brilliant. time here I mean, I don't go back to exes, flats and sign things. We've all had wonderful times, places. Well, I certainly don't sign things. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God.
Anyway, um, yes, we'll work out. But it's, uh, I think that's a brilliant thing to do. If I was as famous as him, I'd do it. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We were talking previously on ER about we the Benedict Cumberbatch autograph. Yeah, the mystery autograph. I picked up by mistake. It's great. I mean, I felt some guilt, I've got to be honest, about holding on to it. I don't know why that was. I just felt, well, I don't have a right to this. And the lady said, well, no, you take it. Yeah, I think, because someone will put it... I mean, whatever we do, it'll end up on eBay. Do you think it will? Yeah, Whoever the, ends up with the Benedict Cumberbatch autograph, please don't put it on eBay. Come on, you're better than that. I find that upsetting. Well, a couple of people have messaged wanting to have it. They've asked for it themselves. But I'm I having think that. you're going to give it away in a different fashion. We're going to do it on, twi- on the socials. We'll do it on Twitter, so we'll put a picture uh-huh. up of it. And, yeah, if I like the cut of your jib, you'll get it. Thank you. Well, okay. I don't think people's jibs should be involved, <laughs> but that's fine. <laughs> We've also had someone texting in regarding Dusty Bin, Frank. Oh, yes. We've been discussing him this morning and Stuart Barnes... I mean, this really should be on absolute 80s. <laughs> yeah. ..says, I remember an answer to one of the clues... We should, we should say, that, that we were saying before, that it, I think it's for all your masterminds and all that, this was a populist sort of Saturday mm-hmm. night quiz for it for the for all the family it had the hardest clues of anything it was harder than only connect um qi whatever hope you're not suggesting they didn't want to give away those expensive I, prizes there was no prizes <laughs> that's my they that's didn't my want to opinion. give away the caravan <laughs> so uh, go on so yes a lot of people have been texting in so they watched it with their grandparents uh stuart barnes i remember an answer to one of the clues on 321 ted said You've turned the clue down because of the word drab. Drab backwards is bard. The bard was William Shakespeare. Shakespeare lived in Stratford-upon-Avon. Avon backwards is Nova. So, so you would have won a Vauxhall Nova <laughs> yeah. if you hadn't been such an idiot. I couldn't see that stare in your right in the face. Yeah. That was Whoa. A, the, From the word drab? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a programme which I think featured the word drab. I think it was a sort of light motif on there. Oh, man. So that was hard. Oh, wow. dear. I know. Um, anyway, to more modern happenings, I believe that the Conservative and Unionist Party are um, seeking a new leader. They sure are, and it has been... Uh... It's been heavily featured in the news cycle this week, hasn't it? <laughs> oh, that's it. It really has. Um, I love that. They, they had the, the leadership debate on Monday night on the television. Well, they had the two, didn't they? They, they had the, uh, I call it the 15 to 1. Yeah. That was I the neon podium. I didn't catch that one. And the Westlife reunion tour. 15, to, 15 to 1, the uh, popular... Um, Television. Quiz program. I remember. I used to. I used to work at Capital Studios, um, um, uh, doing fantasy football, where they did fifteen to one. And uh, one of the weeks, one of the uh, contestants got mogged leaving the studio, which is quite a bit of sensation. Oh, obviously, a horrible story. And somebody said, "Fancy though, it, you know, the uh, one of the contestants." Uh, getting, you know, mugged. And I said, yeah, what's the chances of that? (laughs) (laughs) And the answer... And Bill Stewart, who hosted it, Mm -hmm. on the last... Whenever they did the last show of the series, uh, they used to sort of 
fence off one room, one table in the canteen, and Bill had steak that day. <laughs> the only person they had, they did one <laughs> steak for Bill Stewart. Ah, oh, the golden age of television, ladies and gentlemen. Frank Skinner, Frank Skinner. on Absolute Radio. So I saw the uh, I saw the Monday night uh, leadership Tory leadership chats and. Uh, I don't really identify Emily Dean with the Conservative Party or the leadership, but yes. I did think of you all the way through it because they'd been forced to sit on high stools and right. I know that you hate them. And they couldn't seem to get comfortable and it just reminded me of doing this show where you oh. fidget with your high chair. <laughs> when you say fidget, I mean, mm. you two walk into this studio, I don't even know if you're aware of this, Frank Skinner, you essentially just sit down, mm-hmm. jobs are good and... I have to clamber up. It takes between five and eight seconds. Mm. I have to pause. I thought you were going to say minutes. No, yeah. I wasn't going to do that. I thought I'm going to go literal. Why yeah. not? I have to actually break for Kendall Mint Cake sometimes. The level of exhaustion. I'm tired. I feel like I've climbed a summit. It's very... And my legs dangle down like a te- I'm in a pterodactyl's mouth. Well, you can always follow uh, the Andy Bush uh, method, which is to stand, stand for, for the, the whole show. show. There have been a few occasions where I've joined my hands together and didn't like a sort of a man-made stirrup for Emily. <laughs> oh, you know, I, love, I love a man-made stirrup. <laughs> All I'm Jockey saying is up. the stool, I don't like a stool. Well, Rory Stewart struggled with it, didn't well, he? He I sort of planted it... his feet on the floor and stretched his legs out. To, it looked a bit distinctive from the others. Well, I don't purpose. know if you know, but I saw, I remember a thing, I saw Michael Gove on a train. Oh, you once, did, yes. And he had the biggest... Bottom I've ever seen on on a slim, basically fairly slim man. Mm-hmm. He had an enormous, but he, he, I think they should have had him sitting on it like a big golf tee. <laughs> <laughs> that would have uh, been perfect. So I worried about I worry about him on a high stool. Imagine if they were all on stools over. and he was on a beanbag. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think he could have sat on the floor and they could have sat on him. <laughs> but, Although Bo, Bojo's, um, he's got yeah. junk in no, the no, front. No, no, but he yeah. looks like a, you know he's a rotund man. But yeah. right. I think if you, if 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 Gove had a desk job, you'd never know yeah. about the uh, the. He's got like, the centaur. I think vibe. he could be a centaur. He's <laughs> Maybe I think that's possible. Do you think that Rory well, Stewart it, was sure trying further right than that? Oh, oh, um, Rory Stewart. What? Do you think he was trying to become a a. a talking point when he took his tie off because all the rest of them had the tie on their, their they had the microphone on their tie well, but he had it on his lapel because he does that thing of like it looks like he's wearing his, his a kid wearing his dad's suit <laughs> yes he's got really big clothes he wears mm-hmm. he looks like a man who if he took his tie off the whole thing would drop off him like, <laughs> he, like he was in a sack a tied <laughs> up sack with his head sticking out there and thank goodness he just didn't drop off him and he was just sitting naked with all the clothes at the base of the tall stool I did like, think what are the he... bag of gold you've talked yeah. about? <laughs> I bet he wears um, a, a small red loincloth underneath. Do you think he looks like... You know, what happened to Mowgli after he went to the human <laughs> village? It looks like we'll give him this dead man's clothes to wear <laughs> and uh, he can educate himself in that tree hut. Um I, I quite like him, can I say? Off yeah. the top of this. <laughs> it doesn't put me off him in any way. on Absolute Radio. Before we condemn high stools too much, I mean that is that was a big part in me learning to swim. 
having what? a high stool at home. Well, I mean, I got all it? my strokes in order. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, on the high stool. I like that you're uh, concerned about offending the high stool demographic. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm. I mean, I people go on about austerity and all that, and how the government has. But I don't think I've been in two mazes in the last eighteen months that didn't have the maze advisor on the high stool. If you got hopelessly lost, remember they used to have a man with one of those Cecil B. DeMille. Um, <laughs> yeah. Those things like a, like a funnel, voice he funnel. Had, yes, and they had on the exalted director's chair essentially. Yeah, and they would be saying, oh, go, "You need to, you need to go left and then right, sir," and all that. I, they, they seem to have got I people. Mean, it's a tremendous image for what's happened because the the guidance from above way. has gone. All right. I believe D. W. Griffiths in the silent movie era, um, from my days working then. Yeah. He used to <laughs> shout simple emotions at the actors, so he would silent, say, yeah, "Grief." Um, laughter, joy, mm-hmm. pain. I'm going to try that with the, <laughs> the gigs. <laughs> laughter! <laughs> see if it works. So we were talking about uh, we were talking about the debate, the heated debate. Yeah, I mean, five blokes on high stools. I suppose the ones that didn't win could end up doing a bit of summer work as uh, umpires at Wimbledon. Ah, that, yes. That might be a, a backup plan. Yeah, you don't, I, I don't like people sitting underneath me eating bananas. That's <laughs> good Something to have a It's always been a pet hate. Good to have a rule. <laughs> why, did, why do you think so Rory rejected the footrest? Can we, can we point this well, was out? Was there an option for I like. Rest? Yes, I, they all had footrest. Uh, Flying without wings footrest, he uh-huh. didn't. Can I say, I, I've, I've warmed to Rory Stewart. I, I think he would have been my choice. But not that I'm a member of the Conservative Party, can I point out? But let, let me be absolutely clear on this. But be absolutely clear. I think it is a shame that his real name, he has, his first name is actually Roderick. And he's obviously thought, I can't be Rod Stewart. That will ruin my oh, political yes. career. That's a good point. <laughs> so he's gone for the Rory thing. And uh-huh. I think that is, I think, I wish he'd backed himself and gone as Rod Stewart. <laughs> I like Roy Stewart, but I thought post Tygate, you know, <clears throat> he took his tie he took off his tie and off, then it was yeah. discovered Cynical. that. You think it was cynical, do you? I think I there's think, suggestions it was. I think he wanted to become a trending topic and I think he wanted to look different from them. I just wish he'd pushed it further and taken tie off and then the jacket and then the shirt and then put the jacket back on. <laughs> and then everybody would have definitely been talking about him for the whole week. I'll, I felt taking that, it was a bit, you can leave your hat on. I mean, I don't, <laughs> it's a bit of a weird magic mic, Google it, boys. Well, <laughs> there used to be a. a a TV show called, I think, This Is Tom Jones on Sunday nights. And at the end of it, when Tom did his last couple of numbers, he used to undo me, his me, bow tie. Oh, yeah. And, top, like, and it was suggested, you know, I'm, I'm now at a, I'm singing now and I'm really so far into it, a tie is only restraining me. A bit like, as we all remember, I think I'm going to dance now from, um, <laughs> from uh, Kiss. Yes. Yeah. Um, he did say, Rory, didn't he? He said, I was frustrated. That's why I... Because Adam Bolton said to him on Sky, what was the stuff with the tie? And he said, I, th- I think I was getting pretty frustrated. I thought if I took my tie off, we could go back to a bit of reality. Yeah, it's I'd- an interesting... It's putting a lot of An interesting in lie, there. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't, we don't know I love for him, sure. But but, I, um, not buying the tie. The, I don't like the idea that he sat for a meeting with his advisors and saying, how oh, can I win this? And they said, mm-hmm. what about if you take your tie off? And he said, yes. 
Of course. <laughs> yeah. He also had his hand in his pocket, and apparently the suggestion is he copied that from Nick Clegg because that worked for him on a debate once. Oh. Imagine someone does that, studies previous debates. Get a life, to quote Frank Skinner. <laughs> yeah. um, but he had his hand in his pocket, suggesting... I suppose it's a bit... Uh, I don't know if you remember the Grattan catalogue. It was the man in a, modelling a leather jacket yeah. with a friend, mm-hmm. one I, hand pointing into the horizon. Yeah, sometimes a pipe. <laughs> an unlit pipe. <laughs> if he'd gone for that, I mean, then... Oh, wow. Anyway, we'll never know, will we? He'll be yeah. back, I should think. Oh, yeah. But uh, he needs to meet up. That's my... Uh, Al, could you give me some tips? Maybe he could go to some grapples with you. (laughs) So, look, um, can I... uh, He's a bloke who I think... (laughs) What he should have done is, uh, to get the trending thing, is to suddenly (laughs) jump straight out of that suit. (laughs) Just for the moment that it just stood on its own before it crumpled. I I think he could have done that if he could have got his foot on the footrest. Just jump straight out of it like a dog out of a sack. <laughs> so, um, can I say before I say the normal imagery. farewell, it is, uh, it is the um, birthday of that woman I choose to call my mother-in-law today, Sandy Mason. Oh. Um, and um, so, yes, I, I, I send her birthday greeting. She's truly a remarkable, uh, loving, not only interesting, but interested woman. And 108 years of age. God bless her. <laughs> I'm guessing. I'm guessing, but um, it's got to be up there. No, no, but I wish her a truly happy birthday. I'm sure we all do. Um, and thank you for listening to us. If the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out. This is Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.